nostalgic gigolos. Welcome to 902 and here we go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Michaels and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This and Dorian Life, 90s Music Got Me Like, and Previously on X-Men. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Season 6, Episode 7, Violated. Let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The week... Need not apply. This episode aired on October 25th, 1995. Birthdays. October 24th, we have Sinead Grimes-Beach, who plays Andy in the CW years, and she turned six years old. Oh, such a fun age. (laughs) October 26th, James Pickens Jr., who plays Henry in the Beach episodes, turns 41. What was the soap opera he loved? Was it Bold and the Beautiful? What was he always watching? Like, don't uh, interrupt that, me. Yeah, I think, I think so. I think that Bold was Bold and Beautiful? It. Okay. Mm-hmm. Three movies came out October 27th. The first one, Leaving Las Vegas with Nicolas Cage and Elizabeth Shue. You were just on a Nicolas Cage movie. I know. Did and you this watch is, Leaving Las no, Vegas? No, this is one that we did oh. not we did not watch. We watched a lot. This sort of... Yeah, but isn't this kind of like an iconic one? It is. It is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get there. We'll watch it eventually. Okay. okay. How <laughs> next... was that movie? That Nick Cage movie? Oh, it was great. Gearing up for. It yeah? was great. Okay. Yeah, and I'm so glad okay. that we watched the stuff that we did because um, yeah, it was it was very helpful. But yeah, oh, hi- highly okay. recommend Nick Cage's new movie, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It was very hey, funny, m- and Pedro Pascal and was like. He was so funny in that movie. I believe He's it. So funny. I believe it. Moonstruck gets a shout out in this episode it as Claire's does. favorite movie. Her favorite movie. movie. Snap out of it. <laughs> it. That movie is not what I was expecting, but it was very it. funny. It was very funny. Share's so good in it. Share's so good. His whole speech about how he lost his hand is <laughs> hilarious. So, yeah. yeah, recommend that one. Yep. Um, Vampire in Brooklyn with Eddie Murphy. I haven't seen it. I love Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I've never seen it either. And Powder with Sean Patrick Flannery. Oh, I remember this coming out. Yeah, it was so, like, moody and emo. (laughs) I've never seen it. I've never seen it, but the trailers were all like, this is gonna suck. (laughs) But you're gonna love it. (laughs) You'll feel awful. TV, October 27th, Goosebumps, based on the R.L. Stein books, debuted. Uh, were you a Goosebumps kid, Kendra? Did you ever read a Goosebumps? No, nope. Not in my, no. Never nope. once in my life. Those covers were too scary for me. Yep. Actually, nope. I remember that our, my English teacher in, I want to say like 7th or 8th grade, showed us an episode of Goosebumps. Mm. Uh, and it was scary, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> but I have I seen the see movies it. with Jack Black, and the, those are kind oh, of okay. fun. No, I haven't. I haven't seen those. October twenty eighth, Dumb and Dumber, the animated series, debuted. So the Mask was already airing, and an Ace Ventura series was to follow. Uh, that is so three animated series based on Jim Carrey movies coming out in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, he's uh, what a time. He's great. <laughs> I 
I never saw the Dumb and Dumber series. I've seen at least bits and pieces of Ace Ventura, and I know that the mask and Ace Ventura cross over, which is very meta. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. I've seen I've seen bits and pieces of the mask show. Okay. Music, October twenty fourth, Ozymosis by Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Ozymosis was released. Mm-hmm. October 30th, Oasis released Wonderwall as a single from their album, What's the Story, Morning Glory? And uh, if you want to hear more about Wonderwall, you can hop over to my podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like, yeah. uh, because Eric and I did an episode about Wonderwall. I was on that podcast once. I was your first guest. Yes. My very first time. You want to hear, we doing... hear something funny? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other day, my brother sent me a picture of like a screenshot of me you and him doing this podcast oh yeah 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 and Uh i was like when was that and he was like you don't remember and i was like i really (laughs) i really forgot you were on the show (laughs) yeah it was uh, season four it was was season season the season four premiere premiere. yeah yeah Yeah, it was good times yeah (laughs) well anyway uh wonderwall was certified gold in the u.s six times platinum in the uk and 10 times platinum in australia a lot of platinum yep it's a good song Video games, October 31st, Star Wars TIE Fighter was released on Windows and Mac. I, I've i never really liked flying games. I, was never I am bad at flying games. Same. Yeah. I just, flying flying levels, mm-hmm. I'm usually not good at yep. in games. Yep. I, I, like I would take yeah. a flying level over an ice level, though. Ice levels <laughs> are the bane of my existence. Water level? What about a water level? Well, it depends. It depends. Okay. If I'm swimming, I get really stressed out that I'm going to run out yeah. of breath if it's yeah. one of those games where you can run out right. of breath. So well, Sonic is like legendary for its water levels. You know, in Mario, you're just swimming. Right. You know, that's no well, big. but in Super Sonic. Mario 64, you do you you can run oh, out of right. breath. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hate that game. That's why, uh, that's why <laughs> that didn't come to my mind. When, when Sonic needs air, the, the way it speeds up and the sound he makes when he gets in air is like a... <laughs> and it's just like locked in my brain, that sound. <laughs> that's all. I was really excited when we got to the second Spyro game because Eric and I are playing through those games very slowly. Right, yeah. The first mm-hmm. game, you can't be in water for long or you will die. And then the second okay. game, it's just like... Stay under as long as you want, baby. Oh. You can you can breathe underwater. Okay. And it's amazing. That's an upgrade. That's an <laughs> yeah, upgrade. Yeah. For sure. Uh, so one other thing to mention, uh, the Atlanta Braves won the World Series on October 18th, making them the first team to win it in three different cities. Mm. So first Boston in 1914, then Milwaukee uh-huh. in 1957. And then Atlanta. Yeah, that's cool. Pretty cool. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. Well, we were just talking about her since she turned six when this episode airs. So let me tell you a little bit about Sinead Grimes Beach. Is this an actress you're familiar with at all? No. I, I, nothing. Okay. So you probably weren't watching the Canadian team sitcom Naturally Sadie that aired <laughs> no. uh, in the mid-2000s. Okay. Well, <laughs> prior to her time as Annie Wilson on the CW 90210, Sinead Grimes Beach was recurring as Alden Alcott on the Canadian team comedy Naturally Sadie. So you can find her there. That show ended, and then she was pretty much moved right on to 90210. So Fun. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there eventually, Kendra. All right. Let's look at our synopsis for the episode Violated. 
Valerie takes an interest in her marketing class, and the professor takes an interest in her. Susan and Brandon are on the case and begin to expose the sleazy professor. Steve and Claire plan to take their relationship to the next level, but are thwarted by a set of handcuffs. Meanwhile, Tony Sr. confronts Dylan and Tony, forcing an ultimatum. Plus, Kelly learns the true nature of Colin's relationship with Claudia, and Ray is still the worst. We had another scene just to reinforce that, like, yeah, he is bad. Never mind how fun he was in that porn episode. <laughs> no, nope, we He's didn't, not we nice. don't like him. He's we, not nice. We don't like him. No. All right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episode was written by Meredith Stein and Larry Mullen, directed by Chris Hibbler. A couple of returning players coming back. Stanley Camel as Tony Marchette. Rebecca Gayhart as the lady Tony Marchette. Cliff Wiseman back as Bruno. We missed him last week, and here he is. He's back, baby. He's back, and he cares. We have Mary Crosby as Claudia Van Eck. Claudia New York, as she sometimes refers to. Claudia New York. Uh, let's see. We have a Mark Shera as Professor Haywood in his one and only appearance. What a monster. What a just total shows, monster. Just shows up to be the awful. Uh, but he's best known for playing J.R. Jones on the series Barnaby Jones. <laughs> have you watched Bar- Have you watched Barnaby Jones ever, Kendra? No. Barnaby Jones is uh, It's played by... Oh, I can't remember his name. I'm sorry, everyone. He also played Jed Clampett. This is going to drive me crazy. What is that man's name? I don't. Buddy Epson. Yes. (laughs) Ah, I was like, everyone is judging you right now. (laughs) Nice try, Kendra. You thought you could get me, but you can't. Uh, Anyway, Barnaby Jones, he he plays a retired detective whose son is killed. And so he kind of like gets back in the game to solve that. Uh, Then he's like, you know what? I'm just going to keep being an old man detective. Yeah. Why not? And he does. Uh, we have Joan Pringle as Connie Shays. She's coming off of a recurring, recurring role on Models, Inc. She played Roberta Williamson for several episodes on Models, Inc., the uh, the gone and forgotten spinoff of Melrose Place. Uh, she also appeared on uh, Sanford and Son. Do you like Sanford and Son? Sure. Okay. She was also on ER and JAG. All right. As, as was everyone. <laughs> That's true. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor has a great episode of ER when he's like super young. It's a really cool episode. Not <laughs> relevant been, to today, but yeah, I've been as I told you before. I'm rewatching Psych, and there have been a lot of fun people. Rachel Lee oh, yeah. Cook is on for so long. She. I don't know who that is. Who's that? From she's all that. Rachel Lee Cook. Oh, okay. She right. she's like dating Sean for. She still is. I can't believe how oh, wow. long she's been on the show. Okay. Um, but the last episode I watched, um, Keenan Thompson and uh, Jaleel White were both in it. So that was fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get Ooh. into this episode. Let's do it. We start on campus and Bruno is back, baby. And he yeah. is, he's over Dylan. Yeah. He doesn't he want to talk to him. Yeah. Like, nope, doesn't want to. <laughs> but Dylan says, I have this letter for Tony. Will you please give it to her? Uh-huh. And he doesn't take it, but Dylan Dylan leaves it on the table for him. And Bruno says, well, who are you going to choose? Are you going to choose love or vengeance? What's it going to be, McKay? Yeah. Dylan, Dylan seems like he's like, oh, man, what am I going to choose? <laughs> it really hits him hard. Yeah. After the intro, we are in marketing class, which is apparently Mm -hmm. a class that many of them are taking. Susan is there, David's there, and Valerie is there. Valerie's there. 
the professor, Professor Hayward, is that his name? Haywood. 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 He is talking about advertising is sex, and sex is advertising. And he specifically yeah. singles out Valerie and says that she would be in an ad in a bikini with, you know, licking her lips to get them to sell whatever product, which is super appropriate. Yeah. No, not cool. <laughs> not cool. Of course, Susan is offended that he is yeah. objectifying women. And he says, this isn't a morality class. It's a marketing class. Yeah. So what are you going to do? He can say whatever pervy thing he wants to. Yep. Just relax. After oh. Arbuckle, please. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> okay. So after class, Valerie says that she's going to go apologize to Professor Hayward because appa- Haywood because apparently she was late for class. So she tracks him down in the hallway and apologizes and then is asking about when are we going to get our midterms back because I worked really hard on my project. Um, and he's tr- he's kind of trying to walk away from her, but then she says, you know, I'm really interested in the class. And that gets him to stop. And he's like, well, I'm giving this lecture later. Why don't you come along and watch the lecture? It could be, you know, it's about stuff we've been talking about in class. He yeah. also tells her that she smells terrific. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he says, I'm sorry. I have to say this. And I'm like, my dude, you don't. <laughs> you don't. You don't and you shouldn't. <laughs> but he does. But but the perfume is called Invitation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, all, it's all about marketing. He's like, I told you, sex is everything. Sex, sex, sex. Sex is sex. Sex is marketing and sex is also sex. <laughs> Come meet me at this hotel when I talk about sex. Yep. I mean, marketing. <laughs> At the student union, Donna apparently made the next cut for the Rose Court, so we haven't yeah. d- dropped that storyline. <laughs> well, no, I it's been a few episodes. I know. I 100% <laughs> forgot. So she has uh, her interview, her last interview coming up for that. She also tells Claire that she has to meet Ray to give him back some book of his. And Definitely Claire's like, too. I mean, I could give it to him. Nat could give it to him. You don't right. have to meet up with him if you don't want to. Yeah. And Donna's yeah. like, well, I owe him that. I'm like, do you? <laughs> no. Do you owe no. him anything? <laughs> resounding no, you do not. You do not, girl. No. Yep. They almost run into Steve, but Claire hangs back. She says it's a little awkward because Steve is now suggesting that they get a hotel room. Right. And she is, you know, it's making her a little anxious. Outside of, you know, still on campus, but outside the union, Bruno gives the letter to Tony, the girl, and says, you know, maybe you should read it. Just get him out of your system. So we hear this voiceover of Dylan reading the letter, basically saying, you know, the stuff with your dad had nothing to do with you. I I was interested in you, and I hope you find happiness kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. 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 Not both. Both of their letters suck. Yeah. I just want to get that right off. They, they're not <laughs> good or compelling letters. <laughs> Dylan's supposed to be a writer. Can't even write a yeah. good letter. Yeah. He wrote maybe a novel and maybe a screenplay. We don't know. <laughs> We're just not sure. <laughs> At the Peach Pit, Nat is serving food to Brandon and Steve. Brandon got a grilled cheese, and we get some talk about oh Jim God. and Cindy. <laughs> I was um, so jealous of this food, Kendra. I don't know if it was just right when it I was looked watching delicious. it or something, but oh my gosh. The grilled cheese, the french fries, the coffee. Oh, 
I want that right now. Yeah, it, that sounds really good. Uh, apparently, yes. Cindy sent Nat a walk for his birthday. So. Oh, yes. Because they're in <laughs> Hong Kong. Yeah. So, of course. Did he mention whether or not his parents are still trying to have a baby? Because. No. That they was... went through a lot of steps. So Cindy's <laughs> not preggers yet? Okay, no, nope, well, I don't think so. Maybe later. Yeah. We'll find out later, maybe. Nat kind of picks at Steve about like, oh, did you get broken up with again? And Steve is annoyed about that. Um, but yeah, I, I was trying to think like, does Steve get broken up with a lot? I guess. I mean, I guess. I don't know. Celeste. Celeste is the only one I could really think of, but yeah. And Kelly. Sure. And Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> so after Nat leaves, Brandon and Steve are talking about, you know, which hotels should I get? And, you know, should I... Claire's being weird about it, and so they're talking about that, and um, Brandon says that his first morning with Susan, uh, he had to make the bed three times, and that it's a long, a long story, because that's what, that's what gets Susan going, is making the bed. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Kelly comes in to check with them to make sure they are coming to Colin's opening at the gallery. Yes. Uh, which they say, yes, they will be there. Mm-hmm. Speaking of gallery, that's where the next scene is. Uh, Claudia is being very judgy to Colin about his friends, um, saying, yeah. you know, this isn't a, a bargain basement. It's not a garage sale or whatever she says, <laughs> which is funny because they are rich. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> they could potentially yeah. buy expensive art. But... Right. I mean, Dylan's like a millionaire. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she, he asks, or she asks Colin if he's getting serious about Kelly, and he says, so what if I am? And she says, uh, that, is this where, I guess I didn't write it down. She says something about your mind, you can, you know, play around, but you're actually mine or something like that. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Okay, at the lecture. Real, real gross arrangement. Oh, real yeah. Gross arrangement. It is, it is gross. Up. At the lecture, Valerie um, talks to Professor Haywood after he speaks and says, you know, she learned a lot. He did a great job. And he asks, can I buy you a drink? To which she says, yes. Mm-hmm. So over drinks, he's telling her some funny story about some marketing thing. I don't even know. I, can't, yes. I, didn't, I didn't write down what the story was about. He also says that his wife passed away. Um, yeah, and that, that in there. <laughs> Valerie reminds him of his wife and she's the first cool. girl he's invited to come to a lecture since his wife died. And uh, yeah, also says that her midterm is great. It, it was yeah. a fantastic project. Perfect. She did such Wonderful. a good job. So good. Probably going to get a good grade. Yeah, probably. He then invites Valerie up to his room. Yeah, and this is so. where this is where I learned that this was not Valerie's game. <laughs> Because I really wasn't sure because it would be very Valerie to do this, which I guess comes up later. But as soon as he invites her up, she's like, no, I'm I'm interested in the class, not you. He grabs her leg and, you know, says Uh skeevy things. And she. Yeah, he's like, I'll be very discreet. You don't have to worry about it. You know, let's let's get you out of that dress. Gross. But. It's fine. I didn't. I didn't get any vibes from her that she was interested in that. So like when she, she followed was, him into the hallway, you didn't think she was trying to like 
cozy up to him to get a good grade. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I get, again, based on based on the storylines she's been given in the past, but I thought the way she was acting, it to me seemed very clear that she was, you know, and, and regardless, I mean, he's the one with the ultimate responsibility. Oh, yeah. But I think. Absolutely. He was, he's 100% in the wrong. 100% in the wrong. I'm not taking no his side. No I'm just saying up to that point, it could have gone either way for me and I would yeah. have believed it. But <laughs> yeah, that no, that's 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 fair based on the Valerie storyline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, next scene is at the Walsh house. Claire and Steve are making food and not uh, doing a very good job of it. Claire burned mm-hmm. whatever looks like it looks like a steak from like uh, the Flintstones. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it was brontosaurus. It, yeah, yeah, it's completely burned. Claire also tells Steve yes to the hotel she was kind of holding out on that but she says that she wants to book the room because she wants to make sure it's nice why are we doing hotel i don't know why not either confusing to me yeah i guess because they have they have they have roommates but not like roommates they have like housemates apartment i guess maybe it'd be awkward because i mean at her place i i guess i guess just because their friends are there and know each of the both of them very well but i mean like a lot of sex is happening at both places oh yeah (laughs) well they want to go the hotel route yeah i guess okay the dinner is claire steve susan and brandon Mm. and they're talking about like where's valerie and I think it's Claire says that she went to her professor's lecture or something, right. which mm-hmm. Susan can't believe that she would do that because he's such a, yeah. you know, he's such a creepy guy. Well, and and Susan also is kind of like needling Valerie about this from like the drop, like mm-hmm. in the very first scene, she's like, Oh, go get your good grade mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's, it's a little, yeah. Yeah. So Valerie then comes in to the house and she's, you know, they can tell that she's upset. She doesn't want to eat. She just wants to go up to her room. So Brandon follows her up to her room and she's like, do I look trashy, Brandon? Am I dressed trashy? Which she's not. She's wearing just like a nice dress. Um, She's like, do I have the word easy tattooed on my forehead? She says she doesn't want to talk about it. She just wants to go to bed. Yeah. And just to be super, super clear about this, even if she was dressed in a in a way like yes. that and was giving off those vibes, he is her professor. He's someone in authority over her. He's somebody who's supposed to be like responsible. One hundred percent his fault, no matter what she's yes. doing. Just to be clear, yes. from the standpoint yes, of the absolutely. podcast nine hundred two one. Here we go. <laughs> yes, thank you for clarifying because yeah. that is that's absolutely true. He is he's yes. a creep and not yes. okay. Right. Okay. At the Peach Pit After Dark, Ray has made some fancy coffee for for he and Donna. Yeah. She was like, well, I thought we were meeting at the Peach Pit. I can't stay. And, he, you know, kind of is like, what does he say? He's like, I... You didn't, you didn't come all the way down here just to give me this book. Like, yeah. You gotta. But like from the get go, he like, he's oh, like, you're still mad about this? Yeah. Come on. He's like, don't get crazy on me. Yeah. He says, don't get crazy. Oh my gosh, Ray. <laughs> she asks him how his record, making his record is going. And he says it's good. But she knows that he canceled his last three sessions. Which and I don't fully understand. Why is he canceling the I sessions? guess just because he's upset and he doesn't want to. About Donna. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Because he's dumb. Right. right. 
he says, how can you cut me off like this? You know, all the songs I write are about you. And she says, well, you never wrote one about throwing me around. And he says, I, I haven't done anything wrong in a long time. And she says, yes, I've been <laughs> reading up on this. It's called the honeymoon period. And yeah. it ends. Like, what about that great summer? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he throws it right back at her. He's like, oh, yeah, you're blameless in all this, Donna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you didn't do anything yeah. that made it okay for me to throw you down the stairs. <laughs> I just... I need to understand. It's becoming like an obsession of mine. I need to understand what the storytelling goals for the Ray Pruitt character are because it seems to change every episode. It does. You know, it does. It's all over the place. He's a series regular. He's a series regular at this point. It's been so many episodes. I don't understand this thing. I don't know what the ultimate goal is. It feels like it's just throwing stuff against the wall. No pun intended. It just seems like throwing stuff <laughs> to see what sticks. You know? Yeah, yeah, it does. It's just like this time he's bad. This time he's fun with all the guys. Now he's uh, he's like reevaluating his own childhood experiences and coming to a new understanding. Oh, he's bad again. It's just like, fellas, what are we doing? What, what are, we doing? are we doing? Next scene is at Dylan's house. He's outside working on his motorcycle and Bruno comes out of the shadows to, <laughs> to yeah. bring him a letter from Tony, which he says will be their last communication. He says, I like you, kid, and I wish you I wish you good luck. And then he leaves. Good luck. Yeah. Then we get a voiceover of Tony, you know, as he's reading the letter. And all it says is, meet me in the library tomorrow. <laughs> New things about this scene. First, when Dylan was out there like working on his motorcycle on that back patio, I was like, wow, what a, what a throwback this is to the days when that was like Brenda or Kelly or Brandon coming over. I liked seeing that again. Yeah. Also, we see that letter and it is like two-sided. Yeah. <laughs> the letter. And, <laughs> but apparently she was just like, meet at library. He was also not wearing any socks or shoes, which I clocked for whatever reason. I don't uh. I don't know why you would work on okay. your motorcycle without shoes on, but. Huh. Yeah, good question. I don't so, know. I'm not really sure. So the next day, I feel like maybe this episode was a few minutes short for time. And they were like, let's, uh, what can we do to stretch it out? Well, let's, let's show Tony walking to the library for like five minutes. Yeah. And, yeah. and yeah. Dylan waiting for her in the library. It is such a long scene of just like her walking from her car almost in real time to the library um yeah but they finally both are in the library and she's she's like all is forgiven she's listening to her heart and she's she's chosen dylan no matter what he thinks about her dad Ah, i guess i have thoughts about tony maybe we'll just save it until we're talking about like the rap at the Mm -hmm. end but i just i don't really by her like super innocent like i'm the sweet little girl who chooses mm. you it just does not seem like dylan's type at all and i don't really understand why they went yeah. this direction and then a- another thing they did to stretch out for time was just show them making out for uh-huh it's, it is such a long makeout scene it's, it's a couple there's a couple of them. there yeah. are there's several in yeah <laughs> they're like just keep yeah. going just keep going yeah, just... we're rolling <laughs> just keep going <laughs> so yeah so they kiss for a bit and then he says you know does bruno know you're here which he does and he says you know i've ruined your perfect life but she's okay with that she says she's never been in love like this before 
And uh, she says he needs to stop hating her father. So that should be yeah. easy. It's not it like seems he... like kind of a red line in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> like Dylan's primary thing here is hating the person who killed his father. I just like, does she come to the realization that yes, he in fact did kill your father, but we need to just move on. That's kind That's of what, what it not... seems like. But, but, but she never really, like she says, no matter what you think about my father, she's never like, she's not like, look, I know that he's done terrible things, but I still love him. She's like, whatever you think. And I feel like that's a really important thing to decide here, to like for them to figure out what are we saying? Are we acknowledging the reality of the situation? Or is Dylan just supposed to be like, maybe he didn't. Maybe, maybe he didn't. Maybe it's I, fine. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it kind of seemed like she knows that he might have done this, but she thinks he should just kind of move past it. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is a crazy thing to ask yeah. of someone, but <laughs> just, just let go and let God. You know what I mean? Just uh just move forward. So she thinks that her dad is out of town or he's like going out of town or something. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's why it's okay for them to be together on campus. But then we see Tony Senior in the car being driven to the <laughs> airport airport by Bruno, and he says, Let's stop by campus and see Tony. And Bruno tries to be like, oh, well, she's in class. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like sweating buckets. You might miss your plane. The, the school might be on fire. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but he is, he cannot be dissuaded. Yeah. At Kelly Donna Claire's, Donna is getting ready for her final interview for the, or her next, I, don't, I actually don't know if it's whatever the final it one, but it's her whatever next the, interview for the, the Rose Court. Is, yeah. We learned yeah. that the theme for the Rose Parade is kids, laughter, and dreams. <laughs> Perfect. It's really cohesive. That's the thing. You know what I mean? It's just really specific, you know? Kids, kids laughter, laughter and, dreams. and dreams. Yeah. Kelly tells Donna that she feels yeah. kind of upstaged by Claudia, that, you know, she is taking up all of yeah. Colin's time yeah. at this point. Go with your gut, Kel. Go with your gut. Yeah. Donna says, don't trust him. All, all guys cheat. And Kelly's like, well, not all guys. And Donna, kind of under her breath, says some cheat and beat, which Kelly hears and then asks, well, did Ray ever hit you? And she says, no, but he's, you know, he pushed, he shoved. She tells her finally about what actually happened in Palm Springs, that he had pushed her down the stairs. Yeah. And she says, you know, I thought it would go away. I didn't want to tell you guys because he wanted to you to accept him and I didn't want to make it harder. Um, but she says she's not going back to him. She feels stronger than she has in a long time on campus. Tony and Dylan are making their way to the parking lot. Just as Tony senior pulls oh. up in the car. <laughs> what are the odds? It's a giant campus. What are the odds? <laughs> They're not good. They're not good. I mean, it's a very, <coughs> sorry. <laughs> Bruno knew what class she was in and like they are going to where the class is. So that's something, but it is, it's, yeah, it's, it's kismet. <laughs> Bruno could have dropped him at a different part right. and like run to Bruno. find her and to tell her to warn yeah. her. Right. This Pretty is Bruno's phone, fault. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so Tony sees them together. He gets out of the car and says, you know, tries to get Tony to get to, to come with him. And she, they try to be like, listen, the feud is over. He doesn't care yeah. that you killed his father it is, anymore. It's fine. It's fine. 
he tells her to to come home now or don't come home at all. And real she, quick, real yeah. quick with the ultimatum. It's like mm-hmm. nothing. And then he's like, you you get in that car. Don't bother coming home. Mm-hmm. And she chooses Ooh. Dylan. She does. So he yeah. says, see ya. Yeah. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. <laughs> that's, that's what they say. Yeah. Okay. Back in marketing class, he is handing out their midterms. And Valerie is not too pleased with her grade. No, she got what, a D? A D. Yeah. It was like, it's the best paper ever written on marketing. And now she got a D. Yep. So she confronts him about it and is like, what the heck? You said it was great. And he's like, well, I don't remember all the papers I read, but you're welcome to appeal your grade if you want. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Susan picks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Susan (laughs) picks on her some more and is like, oh, I thought you would have gotten a gold star because you went to his lecture. Up the brakes, Susan. You would think that Susan, of all people, would be sensitive to, yeah. you know, a situation where a guy might be taking advantage of a, a college exactly. student. Especially, especially because she's already called him on it in class. I yeah. thought it was really weird. It was really weird. Really weird from, from that character. Yeah. But, you know, Valerie's like, this is, this is, he's got it in for me. This is not, yeah. you know, my paper was great. Yeah. Next scene is at the hotel where Steve is checking out the room that Claire got. He's got some lilies in there, which are her favorite flower. And yeah. um, the guy tells him, the whatever, bell bellboy, whatever, tells him that the there's extra pillows in the closet should they need them. Yeah. Why yeah. he needs extra pillows, I don't know. But he goes to to get the extra pillows and he finds a bag from the pleasure hut, uh, (laughs) which has handcuffs in it, which uh, he's very excited about. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yep. And other things in the bag that we don't see at this point, but the handcuffs, I mean, for us as viewers, how many Claire handcuff plot lines have we lived? A lot. Several. A lot. So, you know. Yep. At the student union, Valerie has now told Susan and, and David about their what happened. And now Susan yeah. has totally flipped. She's on Valerie's side. She yeah. apologizes yeah. for making fun of she her. She does. And I think that was really, I mean, that was the thing that I was like, okay, all right. Because she really does. She's like, oh my gosh, I can't, I should never have made those jokes. And yeah. that's good character work. I think yes. Um, Valerie's saying, it's my, what did I expect? It's my fault. I went with him. I, you know, I got a drink with yeah. him and they're like, no, it's not your fault. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. he, he shouldn't have done that. And now he's, yeah. you know, giving you a bad grade because of it. And that's not, right. that's not right. Right. So right. We have victim blaming, we have retaliation mm-hmm. going on here. Things so, the Radio Meanwhile Network does not <laughs> condone. Yes. Just to be clear. Yes. So Susan and David want her to report it. They're like, we'll go with you. Yeah. You should report yeah. this. But Valerie is hesitant because she's like, you don't know. You don't know my past. Like, it's going to, they're going to dig into my past and they're going to find that, you know, I have slept with people <laughs> before. Right. And they're right. going to use that against yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but she does end up going to whatever office to talk to somebody ethics office or something the ethics office yeah yeah so she's telling the woman what happened and she says okay well we're gonna we'll start an investigation and 
Valerie is not happy about that because she's like, I'm going to be investigating. You're, you're going to dig up stuff on me. And she says, yeah. well, we have to talk to people who know each of you. And so Valerie's like, just forget it. Just forget the whole thing. Yeah. She also says, like, well, what were you doing alone with her? Which, or with alone with him? Which is not a question that I think someone in that position would right. ever ask. Right. So, yeah. or it shouldn't. I mean, certainly shouldn't. But mm-hmm. I was a little surprised that even there, she was like, well, were you dressed provocatively? Yeah. I just thought that was kind of odd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is a weird thing for her to ask. So next scene is at... Colin's house. Kelly has come to see if Colin needs a ride to his opening, uh, but Claudia answers the door. And Claudia in New York? Claudia in New York and basically okay. says that, you know, oh, he's in the shower. I'm giving him a ride. It's fine. Tries to close the door in Kelly's face. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Kelly then kind of is like, you guys are really close, aren't you? And Claudia says, listen, here's the deal. You can, yeah. you can borrow Colin, but I own him. We have this deal uh-huh. that I fund his art, and he is available to me for whatever and I might want. <laughs> whatever I might want. Yeah. And Kendra, I think, I think she wants sex. I think, I think so, too. I think she does. I think she's made that pretty clear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Kelly's like, I thought you were married. And she's like, my husband, he's old, and he's, he's, got, old. A lot, he's got a lot of stuff he's on his plate. Old. Yeah, he doesn't have time to worry about me sleeping around. <laughs> and she tells Kelly, "Do yourself a favor. Don't don't show up tonight." Yeah, yeah, bold. At the gallery later on, Colin is looking for Kelly because she hasn't shown up yet, uh, and Donna hasn't seen her. Steve, yeah, boy, pre cell phone, right? Poor Donna. I that would have been a quick text to Donna, be like, "Don't go." Skull emoji, skull yeah. emoji. But <laughs> Donna shows up. Steve and Claire are looking at art, but Steve is, he's kind of, he's ready for the the next phase of the evening. For the night. Yes. He says that he, you know, we can rent Moonstruck, which is (gasps) your favorite movie. Yeah. I've got you lilies because they're your favorite flower. And she says, I have a surprise for you in the hotel room. And he's like, oh, I know. I know all about the surprise. You found it. Colin, I mean, it is it is a bold play to go handcuffs first time around. It is, you know, it is. That's that's a big swing, is all (laughs) I'm saying. So Colin then tries to call Kelly, but Claudia stops him and is like, "Look, I told her about our arrangement." Yeah. Colin is very upset about this, and he walks out on his own opening to go after Kelly. I I don't buy that. I don't. I really don't. He's too selfish for that. He is too selfish. Remember, he blew off her birthday party yeah. so that he could, like, paint that horrible birth cake, birthday cake picture. Yeah. But, like, his whole thing is, like, really, like, career. I just don't see him leaving this thing. I don't either. I, I thought that was kind of too too much. But Yeah. Okay. Okay, so now Steve and Claire are in the hotel room, and Steve is in the closet, and he's like, I'm getting out your surprise. And she's like, well, that's not the surprise. And she goes to the drawer and pulls out a paper of or a math test of his on which he got an a and she's like congratulations you finally got an a what hotel room can you like book and then like go set it up the day before i don't know they've just like they've been in that hotel room several times they have yeah 
So Steve is very surprised about the A, but then Claire... It's a cute moment. It's like one second where Steve sees the A and he's like, oh my gosh. And then like Claire sees the handcuffs. Claire sees the handcuffs and she's like, how dare you bring handcuffs to our first time? I don't. I'm sorry. I mean, it is. It would be weird, but like at the same time. But that's like her thing. She has handcuffed several people. (laughs) The whole gang knows it. So she's like, how dare you? They dump out the bag and it's like lingerie and like a bunch of other stuff was in this bag. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And Steve's like, I know for a fact that in your past relationships, you've used handcuffs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So because the guys have been talking to each other. Apparently. Apparently. Um, But she she's over it. She's like, nope, this is this isn't. How dare you? I'm leaving. Yeah. Big reaction. Big reaction. Yeah. At the Condor, Susan is hard at work on looking up things about Haywood. They're supposed to yeah. be going to the gallery opening, but she says that, you know, she's going to stay and work on this. And she also says that it goes way beyond Valerie, the things that she's yeah. found. So Brandon decides instead of going to his ex-girlfriend's new boyfriend's show alone... <laughs> He's going to, yeah, yeah, stag. He's going to stay and and help Susan. Yep. At David's dorm room, Valerie is there hanging out with David and, you know, she doesn't want to go to the gallery opening. She's not feeling it. So David gives her a little shoulder rub. Um, And then the phone rings and it's Brandon looking for Valerie. They're trying again to convince her to come forward with her story because of all the things that they have found now as they've been researching. But Valerie, she is, she's not interested in. Yeah, that's a big N.O. from Being attached to it. So after she hangs up, David's like, I don't understand why you won't come forward about this. And she's like, do you really want to figure out like what a slut I am is it was her words because she's like after you know if they look into things about me you're going to find out stuff about me that you're not going to like but David says he will stand by her no matter what decision she makes yep and they kiss again and she asks him to not get impatient if she wants to take it slow and he promises great because we've never seen him be impatient David is so good at that yeah (laughs) At Kelly yeah. Donna Claire's, Colin comes over to see Kelly. Listen, before we, I'm just thinking about when Donna caught David with Ariel and how his excuse was like, she was there and wanted <laughs> to have sex with me. What was I supposed to do, Donna? <laughs> was I just supposed to say no? <laughs> legendary, legendary defense. <laughs> Uh, but sorry yes Colin so Colin, Colin comes, comes to, see, to Kelly. see Kelly and she says get off my property lose my number and get out of my life she's done yeah. and yeah. he says <laughs> yeah yeah sorry go ahead she, he so says funny. it was just a deal for my career she means nothing to me and she's like well who's what you're gonna break it off with her who's gonna pay for your loft who's gonna pay for all this stuff and he's yeah. like I'll get yeah. a job and she says you're not an artist. You're a whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. It was so, so good. Funny. And she says, uh, I'd have more respect for you if you were sweeping floors. And she slams yeah. the door in his face. She yeah. goes to sit back down and we hear a sweeping sound. 
Yeah, yeah. She opens the blinds to see Colin sweeping her porch, which was wow, cringe. I was like, it was vomiting it in my was. mouth about that. What would he have done if they didn't have a broom on the porch? Yeah. That's my question. With his, he'd be he on his done? hands, like scooping yeah. up the dust into his hands. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then then he submits a bill for the floor sweeping. There, yeah, I did it, Kelly. What do you, What do you want? Pay me, Valerie. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I mean, she's Lydia, not wrong. This profession, you know. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. Valerie goes to see Professor Haywood before class, and so it's just the two of them in the classroom, mm-hmm. and. He says, you know, I got a call from the Condor that they're writing this story about me. And, you know, I welcome it because you're the one who's going to suffer. I'm going to tell them yeah. about all the skimpy outfits you wear to class and you're you're going to be humiliated. The problem is that is true. You know what yes. I mean? Like if this thing goes forward, that's absolutely true. And that's such a powerful thing. You know, I hate it. The world's stupid. The world is stupid. Did you know? It is. Yeah, uh, no, I'm I'm well aware. I, listen, I fully thought this was a Valerie's wearing a wire scene. I thought it was too. I was like, here she goes. She's going to record yeah. him. Nope. Yeah, she's going to be like, well, guess what, chief? This is all on recording, but no. Nope, not at all. Uh, so she goes directly to the condor and she's like, give me a tape recorder. I'm in. Now she asks for a tape recorder, but yeah, she's no. like. <laughs> Ooh, wait, wait. She's Lily. like, I'm in. I'll I'll tell my story. I'll get it out there. And they're like, well, great. We stayed up all night doing some research. And we found a lot of people who have something to say about this. So they take yeah. her into another room where there are a, a bunch of women who Several. are coming yeah. forward and saying that he did the same thing to them. Yeah, it's a nice thing. They're like, hey, Susan's like, hey, this is Valerie. She's the one who like got the ball rolling on this. And they give her like a nice applause. Mm-hmm. And one of them was like, did he tell you he looked like your dead wife? And she was yeah. like, what? <laughs> That's a weird line. That's a weird line. I don't, I mean, it's all, I mean, it has to do with power imbalance. But like, you know, <laughs> you look a lot like my dead wife. If that does anything for you. I guess it's supposed to be like, oh, poor guy. Yeah. He was so in love and his wife died. He just wants to love again. He just wants, and I look like the wife, so let's go to bed with this creep, you know? (laughs) Yeah. They say that, you know, they're running the story. There's an investigation started against him. And basically the the powers that be are done with him and that they're going to demand his resignation that very day. So That very day. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, but 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 the way she said that it was like the administration has had it with him, and I'm like, so this seems like a, something they were yeah. aware of. Yeah. So um, why, when the when the I, when Valerie came to this ethics lady, yeah. was she like, all right, but why yeah. were you alone with him? Right. They just really kind of glossed over that. But the implication there is that the university's been like, oh, this Tomcat, he better yeah. knock that off, <laughs> you know. And now that it's going to go public, they're like, you know what? We will fire him. We yeah. will. Mm-hmm. Lame. So I guess this is, I mean, I guess we'll see, but it seems like this is the end of this little storyline. I guess, yeah. I, I yeah. hope so. You I don't want to drag, I don't want to dragged out like court no. thing with no, Valerie no, no. and everything. I don't either. So. I don't either. I don't remember it going anywhere. So Okay. All right. The last scene of the episode is Dylan and Tony are at his place in bed and Tony is crying um, and she yeah. says, you know, that she's scared because nothing's ever going to be the same, it seems, yeah. after 
after what happened. It was kind of a good line because Dylan was like, are you, I, you know, are you upset about yesterday? And she was like, no, I'm upset about tomorrow. And mm-hmm. like, what comes next? Because now I have nothing. Yeah. Good moment. And he says, I promise that as long as I live, I won't let anybody hurt you. And we get another uh-huh. very long makeout scene from yeah, like yeah. the camera, like yeah. goes up above the bed. And yeah. we just watch them make uh-huh. out for a very long time. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's the end of the episode. It is. 90210 snap, Kendra. There were several. I think I'll give it to the scene with Valerie and Haywood in the Oh, okay. In the hotel when he grabs her leg. Yes, that's that is a that's a good option, but I'm all in on Kelly calling Colin a whore. <laughs> that's like, so good. That's just You're you a know. whore. She says it she says it with such conviction. Yeah. You know. Like, yeah. I wish she had a glass of red wine to throw in his face, but yeah. it was uh <laughs> It was a good moment. Episode hold up. What do you think? Yeah, I I think it was a good episode. I think there's a lot going on in this episode for everybody. Like even like David and Valerie, we kind of see some more with their relationship and Steve and Claire more there. And then, you know, Susan and Brandon are actually doing newspaper things, which is fun. And um, you know, I did think it was kind of tacky the way they were. They weren't like all over each other, but like. They're talking to all these girls. They're like arm around each other and like leaning head on shoulders. Yeah. And, things. and it seemed a little inappropriate. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. Just Read the room. About... Yeah. It just seemed weird. But... Read the room. <laughs> yeah. I would agree. I would agree. I mean, I think the Steve Clare stuff was sort of manufactured tomfoolery, but mm-hmm. you know, it was, I, I'm, I'm interested in that relationship. So like, I'll allow it. But I, I guess, guess for me, I, it, because like I said, when I when the episode first started, I wasn't sure what Valerie's thing was, but it kind of feels like this was an episode, like another, like, Valerie is a normal good person now. Yeah. And here right. here's proof of that. Like, it's right. another, like, changing of Valerie's character episode. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I thought it was good. It kind of, I wish, like, out of the, out of the previous episode where all the secrets are coming out and everybody's mad at each other and everything. I get why it was Susan, but I think it would have been interesting for the character developments had it been like Donna, mm. you know, or even Kelly, like somebody who doesn't like Valerie yeah. having to sort of confront this with her, I think would have been a more interesting way to tell the story. But, you know, Susan's in a better position for that. But I liked the episode. I thought it was pretty decent overall. Yeah. Agreed. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, when we're not doing this episode, Kendra and I do other podcasts. You can catch me every, every other week on the Sandorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. What about you, Kendra? I am Miss Musicbox91 on Twitter, and I also co-host the podcast 90s Music Got Me Like, where each week we talk about a different 90s song. Coming up, we're going to be talking about One Week by Bare Naked Ladies. Oh. It's been... Yeah. I know. Every time somebody says it's been and there's yeah. a pause in my mind, I'm like, one week, you know, every time. Yeah. Every time. Without fail. Uh next next week Kendra's gonna be out of town. Kendra's yeah. globetrotting. I am. So you're gonna get you're gonna get a special episode from How's Things, which is a podcast I do for the David A. Howe Public Library. It's Pride Month. So uh, we have a Pride Month episode where, that I did with my old pal Bo Hutchings. We talk about Casey McQuiston's book, Red, White, and Royal Blue, and we do talk about 90210 in the episode, so you get a little sample of that. And then we'll be back the following week with Season 6, Episode 8, and it's a Halloween episode, Kendra. Woo! You ready for some Halloween? Heck yes. Okay. 902, and here we then, go. Then, yeah, you did it. <laughs> I beat it. You got there. You did it.